Hello lovelies, welcome to Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. In this podcast you will find that there is no topic off limits and that we talk about just about everything that might be on your mind when it comes to knowing yourself, growing yourself, and the entire process of spiritual awakening. You will hear lots of laughter and hopefully join in, and you will hear the occasional four-letter word. You will definitely hear some inspiration, and occasionally you might even get your ass kicked. Come hang out and see what it's all about. Let's do this. Hello, lovelies. Today, I'm thinking about reset. You know, we talk about this sometimes, making that intentional effort to reset, reset our mindset, reset our life. You know, right now it's particularly um, relevant because we are quickly approaching the end of the year and things are changing quite quickly. You know, we're getting some things back to normal, some things back to a new normal, and some things back to a totally different reality that was waiting to come. You know, I really do believe, as you've heard me say before, the past couple of years have been about sort of funneling us all in to a new reality. Imagine that we've got all of our society, culture, whatever, in this big, giant bowl, and we're squeezing it through this funnel. We're being forced through this small space, forcing us to change directions, embrace technology, do some things that many of us were resisting, in this like new world, we're squeezed into it, but we're not going to stay in this tight space, you guys. We're going to drop down into a bigger, more vast, I would dare to say more healthy pool where we can all live and create and have something new. You've heard me say it before. Yes, there are old things starving to survive, (laughs) right? And there are old ways of being that some of us are getting, you know, FOMO about, that fear of missing out, for those of you who don't know what FOMO is. We are seeing things and we're forgetting what the reality is behind them. We are still connecting them to old behaviors and things like that. You know, you see that picture of somebody out in a crowded space in the world. Well, either one, they might be doing it in an unsafe manner, or what you're not seeing is that that was a two-second moment that they were able to capture And the reality was something quite more vast. You you can ask um, any of the teachers and and doctors and things. There's been a a lot of change. And that's not bad, right? The thing that can be bad is that some of us are trapped in sort of bullshit, okay? Not sort of bullshit, total bullshit maybe, or at least a little bit of bullshit. We might be caught in the concept of lonely or bored. This may or may not be given to us by the people around us and their attitude, right? Or it can be just something we get caught into, right? We have to remember that if you're feeling that way for more than a moment, if this is going on for days, you have to remember to look at it as opportunity. You've heard me say it before. The Buddhists call lonely opportunity. They mean it, they mean, (laughs) meant to mean that it's a forgetting. We are forgetting if we are feeling lonely, that we are in and of the universe all day, all the time. And we can shift in our mindset, right, to that we are connected, connected to the very grass we can see outside of the window, connected to the very air that touches our skin. This time of year is great for that because you can feel warm. Like right now, my feet are warm. I'm warm almost everywhere, but my arms are cold. 
I can feel the, the goosebumps on my skin. I can feel the cold in just that space. If I just think of it like, oh, that's uncomfortable, then I, I can go down that road. But if instead I think, oh, I'm alive, I can feel the air literally touching me and changing who I am. It is in and of me. This reminder that nothing is missing, that I am not alone, I am connected to the very world around me is something that is enlivening if you choose for it to be. We talk a lot about choice. I have a new term, a new thing I want us to try. You know, this new moon that we had last week, part of it was a reminder to get out of autopilot, right? That I get up, I go to work, I, you know, take care of my kids, I go to bed. Now, these are things we have to do, right? This is the order of events in the day, but we don't have to do them with autopilot. We can do them mindfully. We can do them with what I am now calling intentional enthusiasm. It's just a choice. Let's be enthusiastic. Let's be enthusiastic about what we're going to learn, what we're going to accomplish, our cup of coffee. Let's be enthusiastic about watching the seasons change and the leaves fall and the evolution of science and government and all of the things. Let's see. My kid's great-grandmother is about to turn 99. 99. When she was a young woman, she was a WASP. That's a women's Air Force pilot during World War II. At the time, these women were flying and being a very integral part of World War II. They were not allowed to be considered military. It was not until the 70s that they even got any kind of recognition for being a part of that, the military. And yet they were an integral part of the war. They risked their lives and their families and everything else to participate. And yet they were not treated equally at all. They didn't get any sort of real validation for their work until recently when they were sort of retroactively given a gold medal of honor. Now, this is important because in this woman's lifetime, she's walking the earth, <laughs> right? She has seen the evolution of racism and sexism. And while there is still a lot of flaws and still a long way to go, she has seen so much change. And while, yes, it is generally three steps forward, one step back, or sometimes two, there is still positive growth. And in her lifetime, she has seen that. She has seen us go from listening to the radio to walking around with these tiny computers in our pockets. She has seen us go from women having no rights, no freedoms, to them being almost, <laughs> almost considered equal by, you know, the world. I'm not saying it's flawless and perfect, but if we can think about that type of enthusiasm, what will we see in our lifetime? Instead of getting caught up in the growing pains, caught up in the fact that when a caterpillar first works its magic in that chrysalis, it literally dissects and, and liquefies itself to change. That's not peaceful. That's not fun. When it cracks out of there, it is this wet, weak thing waiting for its wings to get strong. I think that's kind of where we are right now, where this little wet butterfly, <laughs> right? Just praying that our wings will dry so we can fly away before we get eaten by a cat. Beloved, we're almost dry.
ready to fly. That doesn't mean it's easy. What does the butterfly have to do after that? He's got to dodge the hops and find the food and, you know, lay eggs. We can do all of this with intentional enthusiasm. What's next for me? What's next for us? Right? And we can enjoy our life. Time enjoyed is not time wasted. We need to quit thinking that we have to be like everybody else, want what everybody else wants. What do you want and how can you get to it? If what you want is to not work, <laughs> right, then how can you take care of your life, right? How can you feed yourself and take care of your needs and work as little as possible, right? There may be a time of growth, right? Where you've got to get in that chrysalis and build that career, save that money, do that investment, whatever it is, right? Connect to the right people. That's chrysalis time. It's not unfair that you have to do that. That's cause and effect, right? No more FOMO, <laughs> FOMO, right? Reality check. What do I have to do? My daughter was talking to me about some of the things that Z might want to do in the future. And some of those things I was able to say, yeah, absolutely, let's start working towards that. But some of them, it was, okay, reality check. How much money can you earn and what kind of lifestyle can you afford with that much money? And are you okay with that? Because if you are, great, right? Absolutely great. You do not have to define success or the future or anything else in the way that other people might. You don't have to define success by money or success necessarily, <laughs> right? Business success, I guess, financial success. Instead, why not decide it's with balance, right? Or free time. If you do, fantastic. Look at the cost and the reward and choose. Intentional enthusiasm. I choose to be enthusiastic about this day and what I'm doing in this moment. And recognition that that doesn't always mean that it's bubbly and joyful. That doesn't always mean that it's easy. The Japanese have a word, uh, yujen. It is difficult to translate because it's, you know, one language to another and you're always missing something. But basically it means how sadness can be beautiful sometimes. Maybe sadness isn't the right word because in our language, in English, we take sad as such a negative thing so often. But there is a time where it can be beautiful to feel the death of one thing in the beginning of another. There's time that it can be beautiful to feel the death of a, of a loved one and remember who they were and how lucky we were that we got to spend the part of life with them that we got to spend with them. It can be beautiful. Sometimes we call it bittersweet. Eugene, I call it awe in grief. There's a letting go, right? And that's good. There's a Japanese art called kintsuji. Uh, maybe you've heard the word, maybe you haven't. Um, probably you've seen it. It is when pottery has been broken and then it is put back together with gold. The cracks are sealed with gold. Gold is a symbol of purity of all that is. It's considered to be a master healer, a symbol of complete understanding. So let's think about those moments when we are the teacup. We are dropped or broken 
chipped. If we just sort of try to put the pieces together and say stay, <laughs> right, then we're afraid of the wind because the smallest gust of wind is going to knock us over. We're going to break apart. But if we remember that the cracks are where the light gets in, and we say, what do I learn and how do I grow and what do I choose? And let me grow with enthusiasm. Let me be that butterfly bravely waiting for my wings to dry. Then we take that gold, that complete understanding, and we heal those cracks and we become stronger than we were before and arguably more beautiful. We gain that understanding and we move forward. We have to remember that our negative thought is a puzzle to solve. It is a numerical equation, <laughs> right? There's a, a term, a pantheism. It was actually first coined by a mathematician. It is a viewpoint on the universe, something that you and I likely share, which is that there is no distinguishable quality that separates nature from divinity. There's just a puzzle to solve, right? Cause and effect. If you are living two plus two equals four and four sucks and you don't want four, changing four is hard, but changing the two plus two is not so hard. Change it to two plus three, a slight change. What is that slight change, right? A lot of nutritionists will tell you make a small change in your diet, right? Give up your weekly donut and watch how in a year you've lost 10 pounds. A slight change. Sometimes a slight change can change everything. It helps us move forward. It's just math. There is no separation between the cause and effect of the natural world and divinity itself. We just have to reset. We have to find ourselves in awe of that transition. We need to ask ourselves some really hard and really simple questions. Who am I really? Not who am I pretending to be? I actually watched a romantic comedy on Netflix last night called Love Hard. And it's about a couple who meets on online dating and whatever. But the message in the end ends up being along the lines of be who you actually are, show who you actually are, and watch how the right people and circumstances come to you. If you enjoy movies like that, watch the movie, <laughs> right? But think about it, beloved. Who am I really and what do I want for me? And how are my choices leading me there or not? Pretending to be somebody who you are not, showing the world a version of you that is perfected or altered, right? It's like we make these little changes. One of the things they talk about in the movie is you start by making just little tweaks in your dating profile or whatever, and then it accumulates to where that person is not even recognizable as you. So who are you really and what do you really want? And how are your choices leading you there or not? And if you realize that your choices are not leading you there and you don't want to change your choices, then you need to change your alignment to the outcome. If you're not going to change two plus two, then you need to get real comfortable with four. It's math. Remember, this is your safe place. It is what you create. Sometimes that 
is just a shift and deciding to enjoy it. And sometimes it is a decision to make a change because the truth is 99.9% .9 of us could pick up and change our lives right now. It might be messy. It might be expensive, <laughs> but we can. You can change your job. You can move. You can leave someone, even if you think you can't afford to, and stay with a friend. There are choices. Very, very few people literally have no choices. Some people tell me that they do, and then they tell me why they have no choices. And I still see a clear choice for change. It's just that they are not willing to do that. So they need to get comfortable. If they're not going to change two plus two, then they need to be okay with four, right? Or maybe you can change it and still get to four. Maybe you can make it one plus three is four just by shifting a little piece in there, shifting your time, shifting, you know, having a difficult conversation, whatever. If you can make a change where four is still okay, great. Otherwise, change it, beloved. There is always space for change. If you can't see it, ask someone. They will help you find the crack. Remember, the crack is where the light gets in. Let the light in and then you can heal it with gold and be something more beautiful than you were before. Kintsuji. Remember, it's not... <laughs> you know, people get caught in that nobody wants them to be who they are. Number one, that's, that's bullshit. Everybody wants you to be who you are. What love is, is giving you a space to quit being who you are not. So I need you to ask yourself, if you're being forced to change, to shape your mold, is that because you have been who you are not? Or is that because that person's just an asshole? You know, there are toxic people and sometimes we have to let them go. Sometimes that is the choice. And is it hard? Absolutely. Sometimes we really love them. But life is more important than love. I know that may sound controversial at first because the first time I heard that, it sort of ruffled my feathers. But it's true, beloved. Love is not enough. If you love someone who cannot see you as you really are, it's time to reset that. Right? Or if they love you as who you really are, but you're not being that person, then be inspired. Right? Maybe you have a bad habit <laughs> to, to end. Maybe you are doing something to yourself that makes your own life difficult and they are pushing you to get healthy, to follow your dreams, to get therapy, whatever it is. Something that's interesting to think about is that our love languages have a reversal, which is our most destructive toxic behavior in almost every case. If you're not familiar with love languages, you can Google what is my love language and take a quiz. <laughs> okay, there's also a book that's, that's quite lovely to read. But there are love languages, different ways that people receive love. And we often get caught up in wanting to deny that that's our truth or wanting to assume that everybody has the same love language we have, right? It's words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts. A lot of people want to deny that that's their love language, quality time, and physical touch. The opposite of that is how we sort of punish or torture ourselves. And it's helpful. It's helpful to look at ourselves. It's also helpful to notice it in other people, right? If you see somebody whose home is always messy, their chores are always undone, everything's a hot mess, Chances are their love language is acts of service. What can you do for them, right? What can you offer them if you want to offer them love? Maybe it's saying, let's do this together, <laughs> right? Maybe it's taking one of those things off their to-do list for them, an act of service. I will go get your car cleaned 
suddenly they have this, this newfound lease on life, right? When somebody's act of love, right, love language, is receiving gifts, the way that they torture themselves is by not feeling worthy. If it's quality time, they will self-isolate, right? If it's words of affirmation, which seems to be everybody, <laughs> okay? Because you can have more than one. Most people need words of affirmation. Now, some people don't. They think words are useless. They say, show me. Here's the problem. If you're a show me person, chances are you are surrounded by words of affirmation people. And if you are not allowing yourself to give that to them, you're hurting them, whether you like it or not. And what is this toxic behavior that happens when someone needs words of affirmation? It's a negative inner dialogue. Now, from the balcony where we have clarity, we can realize to do that for people that we love. But if you are someone who knows you have a negative internal dialogue, this is just one more time that I am pushing you, poking you, prodding you to be your own best friend, to validate yourself, to honor yourself, to see how truly amazing that you are. And, you know, hopefully you're like my daughter and you can say, hey, I'm my own type. <laughs> but if not, then remember that you need to... Um, Think about a menu at a restaurant, right? They might not all order the same thing, but somebody's going to order you. As my best friend says, there's a butt for every seat. <laughs> Allow yourself to see how you are valuable. Reset. Let's get to our intentional enthusiasm. Let's get to that place where we let the light in between the cracks and heal them with understanding. Put ourselves back together with gold, veins of gold that make us more beautiful and set us free. Until next time, beloved, namaste.